and sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Hey, guys, Tate Stevens back with AJ, episode number two. Yes, sir. Man, today, I'm super excited about what we're talking about today. Um, You know, the first episode we talked about, my my journey through the x factor a little bit and kind of how all that went down and and uh this episode today we're gonna talk to one of my buddies who uh probably one of the most talented people i know um truly uh, plays every instrument sings better than 90 percent of the people that sing Um, it's it's yeah it's terrible (laughs) Uh, but to be that to be that uh talented um but he's just in Besides being that talented, he's just an amazing person. He's one of the sweetest people you'll meet um, and just a great guy. Uh, Love him to death. But anyway, we'll talk about him, Mike Rogers, um, in a a little bit. Just a little little backstory about myself and Mike. When I put my band together after the X Factor, I was holding auditions for band members and and to go out on tour and and do all that stuff. And... and, uh, Phil Billy or Phil O'Donnell, who you'll hear a lot of uh, me talking about, great songwriter, singer, guitar player, uh, producer there in Nashville. Um, he said, I got your guy, your drummer. I got him. Singer. Uh, he was Craig Morgan's band leader for, you know, ever and ever and, and uh, yada, yada, yada. And I said, okay, perfect. You know, I'd love to have him come out and audition and, and meet him and stuff. And so our auditions were held and and uh, these guys are coming in, different drummers and bass players and guitar players, the whole thing. You know, we're, we're getting everybody. And, and uh, Mikey walks in, man, and he's just, he's just happy. It's just all the time happy, and I don't get it, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not. the world's not that cool all the time, Mike. You don't have to smile every day. You know what I mean? You can be mad every <laughs> once in a while. But he's just that guy. He's just always happy, always in a, in a good mood. He tries to put people in, in a better mood. And, and anyway... So he walks in and he just lays it down on the drums, man. He's everything is just perfect. And uh, I remember sitting there listening to him and and play and and uh, I, I'm uh, just kind of taking in how he's playing with some of the guys and how it's kind of feeling and everything. And it was perfect, man. And then he starts singing and I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, then just knowing <laughs> a little bit about him through Phil, feels like he plays guitar great. You know, so when you do like your radio tour, you can just take Mikey. Because he can play guitar and, and he, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, so that's a plus. You know, I'm thinking he sings, he plays different instruments. I mean, I guess this is going to be awesome, right? So hire him, obviously, basically on the spot. I'm like, he didn't even leave the, the rehearsal room. And I'm like, okay, you're my drummer. I get it, right? And uh, called him the next day, told him, hey, if you want the gig, yours. So, uh, you know, and then then we started talking, and he's like, "Hey, I love writing." And then that's when I found out he wrote Bonfire and uh, for Craig, and and you know some of the other songs. He started pitching me songs that he'd written with with uh, Phil and and different writers and stuff. And I'm like, "Oh my God, these songs are great!" You know, <laughs> this is awesome. So we started kind of. Like, what have I stumbled onto? Yeah, here? yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's like diamond in the rough kind of thing. But but yeah. everybody knows about him, you know, right? He, you know, so. So um, 
I, you know, I we start hanging out a little bit, writing and, and just kind of playing and stuff. And and then that's that's when our friendship really started. Just I mean, it, instant friendship, man. I mean, just because you know, just his belief in music and his love for music and and his it's it's amazing. And he's so like I said, he's so nice. He's the most talented person I know, and uh, it's just it's it's weird. So, uh, <laughs> and he's just goofy as he can be. <laughs> I mean, all the time goofy. Um, and and like I said, he he's one of those guys. So I started going back and like watching videos of him, and uh, with Doyle. So he so a little bit. You know, he was out with Craig Morgan. He moved he moved from South Carolina to Nashville, um, and to be a, a musician. Uh, and and uh, played with Kevin Denny. Was out with Kevin Denny. I don't know if people remember Kevin Denny, uh, great country singer, by the way. Uh, yeah. If you if you're looking for good country music, look up Kevin Denny, and you're gonna hear some great country music. I mean, kind of Keith Whitley esque. Yeah. Guy, right. And then that's where he met Craig, um, and then they start writing together and playing and stuff like that. So it's nonstop with him. Just the talent <laughs> and everything is nonstop. And and uh, so he he played with Craig. Uh, went out with Craig. Uh, Morgan on his radio tour started and was Craig's band leader uh, for like eight years um, through all the big hits with Craig, you know, and then he left Craig um, and then uh, went out with Doyle Lawson and Quicksilver. So if you're a bluegrass fan, you're going to know who Doyle Lawson is. <laughs> uh, you know, Doyle's been around uh, forever um, and, and Doyle's known for having great, Bands and and great players and singers, uh, and and I mean from when he started, uh, you know, and he's like Bill Monroe, you know, I mean he's just one of those yeah. huge figures in that in that uh, genre of music, and and so Mikey started going out with Doyle and playing with Doyle, singing and playing acoustic and stuff, and and uh, you, if you want to hear some amazing, just look up Doyle Lawson and Quicksilver and Mikey Rogers. Oh yeah. It's it's sick. It is so good. It is so good, man. And uh, even if you're not a bluegrass man, yeah. it's just great music. It's just awesome. Their their harmony, the blends, and the just the musicianship. And like I said, just being a music guy, I love it. So uh, anyway, um, yeah. So Mikey then went on uh, and played with Doyle for like three years, I think, uh, out with him, and then uh, picked up the touring gig with me. Uh, and then was out with us for a couple years on tour, and and you know then he went back with Craig, um, and you know Craig needed him, uh, and and so he went back out with Craig, and and has been there since. Uh, but you know, like I said, just the one of the nicest people you're gonna find. Um, will do anything for anybody, but just the talent level that he has, um, and he's always working. That's what's weird. It's it's like you would think. You know, it's natural for him to when he sits down behind a drum kit, it's natural and it just comes out. When he pick, picks up a guitar, it's just natural and it comes out. Yeah. Picks up a mandolin, it just comes out. A banjo comes out. Steel guitar sits in steel steel guitar and he starts ripping off steel guitar things and you're like, <laughs> what the? You know, I mean, it's crazy. But he's always he's always working, always you know trying to perfect his craft and and. You know, and then just sit down with him with an acoustic guitar and start writing songs, and it just happens. You know, it just comes out, man. And and, yeah. and he's one of those guys that you want to have on your team. He's if, got it, whatever it is. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. And and you know, yeah. like I said, and his new project, this brotherly love thing that they got with the Gaither, uh, 
the Gaither Music Group with Ben Isaacs and Jimmy Fortune and Bradley Walker. This new thing, it's it's just an uh, it's like listening to the Statler Brothers, um, like a revamped uh, mm-hmm. Statler Brothers kind of thing. Yeah, uh, you know, really when you listen to their their project and and it's so good, um, which you can pick up at Cracker Barrel, by the way. Uh, and stream it on Spotify. Stream it on Spotify, yeah. or you know, go or, to YouTube. Or, go to YouTube and watch the live. That's the what show I've been, yeah, in Columbia, I've been Tennessee. Those. Oh, oh my, yeah. my God! You know, and and uh, so, you know, it's it's still like I said. He he produces all my all my stuff now. All my music, Mikey produces, and which he's doing. That's another part of his, uh, you know, I, I guess arsenal, if you will. He's so he's so good at it. Um, his ear for just music in general, um, you know, he, the the production value that he gets, it's big. It's you know, it's crazy, and and he just he just gets it, man. And yep. and uh, like our our the sweet life, um, when I came for this, I was like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna just revamp, kind of reboot, rebrand. Um, and I was talking to Michael, and he's he's like, let can I please have a shot at it? I want to produce your stuff. And, and I said, okay, uh, sure, you know, we'll, let's try it. Why not? You know, we'll, we'll do a song and see how it comes, see how it works, you know. Um, and it was so comfortable. It was so comfortable with him. Of course, so here's here's how we do this, you know, and, and uh, now, because you don't need big studios and things like that to, right. to make a make an album or a, or a record. You, Unlike you, the lavish podcast studio that we have right now. It is pretty lavish. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, so you can go into your house if you have Pro Tools and, and all yeah. this stuff. And, of course, Mikey plays every instrument. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, so he, he goes in and, and lays acoustic tracks down and then puts a bass guitar part to it, you know, just so he can play the drums. So right. then he goes and throws the drum track down. Then he goes back and plays the bass to the drums. You know what I mean? So you, he builds this thing. Yep. Um, and then, you know, then he goes out and picks up guitar players. You know, we have we had some guest guitar players on there. Uh, Jimmy Olander from Diamond Rio played and, and on this new project and stuff like that. So it was really cool. So we went out and Travis Toy played steel guitar on the new out, on the new project. And so we get our, our friends, if you will, to put their thing on it. But it's all done so basic and easy now, you know, um, and, and it, it's it sounds amazing. You know, it's so big. It's it's, and it's some of the best stuff I've done. I think yet. I think the music is is some of the the best music, and and at least sonically, I think it's bigger than anything I've done before. Um, and and it's just it's because of him. He's just so talented in all of that. You know what I mean? Um, and but barring me singing bad, it's just it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. You take my voice off of it, and it's really good stuff. But uh, all right, guys, today. I have my dear friend uh, and one of the most talented people that I know on the planet, Mr. Michael Rogers, with us today. He's going to tell you some stories, uh, really good stories, about the music business. Uh, He's been in it a long, long time. He's done about everything, plays every instrument, sings every song, can hit every Uh. note, um, and uh, plays and sings better than, than the people who should be doing it or that are doing it right now. So anyway, my buddy, Michael Rogers. Michael, well, how you doing, buddy? Hello, Tate. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Listen, uh, this is just story time. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, we've known each other eight years. uh, Yes, sir. And uh, I met you um, 
in 2013, beginning of 2013, right after the show, after the X Factor. Yep. Uh, and uh, I remember the day we met. Uh, Phil Billy actually helped me uh, introduce us uh, via via I needed a drummer uh, to go out <laughs> on the road. So <clears throat> yes, sir. And so he said, I got a guy for you, a uh, good family man, just just a, a great person uh, and, and super talented guy. And I said, OK, perfect. That's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and uh, you came in. Uh, I remember the I remember uh, the the day I hated, oh, I hated it. <laughs> I, I didn't even know. And I texted you the night before and said, I hate this. Why are we doing this audition mess? <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I hated it, too. I hated it too. I couldn't sing. Uh, oh, yeah. I know. Over there. You just sit over there in the corner yeah. while I was back there bashing and making all kind of rackets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, Michael comes in. He auditions. As soon as he walks in, you know, his just personality lights up the room, man. His smile, everything. Uh, and and, and uh, it's true, dude. Probably the nicest guy uh, that I know. Um, at least one of the nicest guys uh, that I know. Um, and, and, and it was, it was awesome. There's another guy coming up pretty soon. (laughs) You can talk about him another time. Right, right. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about him another time. But, uh, no, so anyway, Mike comes in, auditions. I gave him, I mean, right off the bat, dude, he just, he he got in there. And and, um, I I had uh, Darius's drummer actually helping me. He was running the the audition. Um, And, and, you know, as soon as you start playing – he just looked at me and he said, "Dude, that's that's your guy. That's the best drummer we've had in here." And, and um, uh, I said, "Cool, you know." And then you guys had to sing harmony parts with no with no lead <laughs> lead vocal parts. And I uh, <laughs> but we did it. Yeah, it worked we, somehow. I don't know how. <clears throat> but so anyway, you talk to me. You hardly talked to me. Well, you're like, hey, I yeah, I done. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> this is dumb. What did I come here for? Oh, I'm leaving. Call me back later if you want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man. Listen, uh, so what made you – music, obviously everybody plays music for a reason. And, and what is the reason that Michael Rogers plays music? Well, my father. You know, I loved – I mean, as far back as I can remember, remember Tate. I mean, I, this is crazy, but I'm telling you, at two years old, I can remember my dad playing fiddle and guitar. You know, I remember it. And I remember trying to get my hands on that stuff. And they have pictures and videos, you know, the videos are probably destroyed by now, but they have them of me trying to play and me standing on the table trying to be Elvis. <laughs> you know? And today's his birthday. You oh, know, that's- so that's kind of that but it's it's wild man i just loved it i loved it and hearing dad sing with you know his bands that man it seemed like when they they would get together it to me it sounded like a record you know it was so good so i just i wanted to be a part of it i loved it right man and and your and your dad uh obviously um he was big bluegrass bluegrass guy and uh and, and that's that's where the love of bluegrass obviously came uh for you right yeah you know what tate i gotta be i gotta be completely honest with you when i got you know about in fifth grade 
well, let's let's just let's say third to fourth grade. I heard Prince and the Revolution mm. and Rick James <laughs> and that stuff, and I was like, man, what is this? This is like funky. What is? Why are the drums? Why do they sound like that? I love it. Right. I got as far away from bluegrass as I could. Right. I didn't want to hear it. You know, boy, daddy was on me about it. He's like, son, listen, put that mess down. That is not good. That's not good. <laughs> Ain't nothing good about that. And I said, come on. It, it is. It sounds good. I mean, I loved all the pop stuff, man. Right. And, but with that being said, I learned how to play drums sitting on the side of my sister's bed. She had pom-poms. That was my cymbals. Right. So I would use those to play drums with. You know, I'd hit those as my cymbals. I would practice to Ricky Skaggs' Highways and Heartaches record. Okay. Which had Highway 40 Blues and all that, all those wow. big, big hits. Heartbroke and, and that stuff, man. I think Heartbroke was on that record. I'm pretty sure it was. Anyway, uh, just hearing all that stuff. And then I'd go right to Prince and the Revolution. <laughs> Yep. Or to Rick James, how to play that stuff. And it was like, Mom and Dad are like, our son has lost his mind. He's back there playing to Ricky Skaggs, and then the next thing you hear, he's playing cool in the game. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> throwing us, what's throwing that boy? But, you know, that helped me learn how to play drums. I learned what groove and meter was about. Sure. You know, sure, absolutely. Absolutely. Because that stuff. Ricky's records, oh my gosh, they were so good. They were so tight, man. And, you know, hearing all the rock and the funk stuff, man, that was just so good, too. Right. It was good, solid. So I loved it. Right. Okay, now, so let's move through high school. Played, obviously, uh, band guy, right? Uh, you're playing drums in the band? Absolutely. Absolutely. Loved it. And then uh, was it right after high school you went to the Carolina Opry? No, not right after. Um, I started, I was playing in my own band. Okay. Uh, it was a rock pop band around, you know, regional area. And I start. I started hanging out with this, this other great band that was down in Myrtle's Inlet, South Carolina. Okay. Uh, it was Charlie Floyd. Charlie had um, a deal with Liberty Records at the time. Hmm. So I was just, I was listening and, and, you know, getting to know those guys, and they asked me to join that band, so I did. Right. I played with him for about a year and a half. It was fun, man. You know, we did some circuit stuff. Sure. You know, we toured a little bit. Um, but then Calvin Gilmore called me from the Carolina Opry mm -hmm. and asked me to come play there. And uh, Rachel and I had just gotten married. Right. So I said, you know what? It's It's job security. It's solid. Uh, 401k benefits. I mean, I went. Yeah. And I learned. I learned a lot there. It's like getting paid to go to college. Sure. You know, for me, because we played every style bluegrass. I mean, I'm talking traditional bluegrass to, to big band Broadway. And you had to be on it. Yeah. And, and for, absolutely. And for the people who don't know about the Carolina Opry, probably the largest, is it the largest, uh, at least in the, on the, on the Southeast side of the country? Yeah. It's a great show. Oh my goodness. Right. What a tremendous cast, even still today. Right. They're just, 
you know, uh, even with the COVID stuff, I mean, they've, they've, they have a limited seating, but they're still running and they're doing great. Yeah. So, great. So the Carolina Opry is huge, huge, um, venue really as an Opry, as an Opry goes, it's a huge venue and they had big stars come through, uh, and, and, yeah. and play and stuff like that. So, so you and Rachel, uh, newlyweds basically, or, or fairly new to yeah. being married. Uh, the girls were little, little, little. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Molly, Molly came around, you know, she was born in 98. And a funny story, if you got a second, my good friend Wyatt Beard that plays with Kenny Chesney mm-hmm. um, called me in 98 or like maybe 99. And he said, hey, Mikey, um, man, I'm, I'm playing with Kenny Chesney and uh, we'd, we'd like you to come out and play some acoustic and sing with us. Right. I said, you know, I just had a, a little baby girl. We just bought a house. I have some stability here. I think I'm going to hang out. Man, <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, things happen for a reason, obviously. We look at it that yeah. way. You know, everything happens for a reason. So so we, you moved to Nashville in, two, was it 2000 or 99? Oh, oh, okay, okay, oh, two. Oh, two. Oh, two. Sarah was one year. She was a year old when we moved here. Okay, she All turned right. here. Okay, cool. So, so then moving to Nashville, obviously, it's a little. It's the music scene, obviously, is what it is in Nashville, and it grows and continues to grow. So back there, yeah. two thousand two, young man, uh, and, and you're writing at this time. You're you're writing this whole yeah. the whole time. You're writing, right? Even right. so, so how now? How did you break into the songwriting here in, in Nashville? What happened? How how did that all work for you? Tate, I really don't know. I just started going to to writing sessions with buddies, Tom Bakken. Right. Uh, um, I moved here to play with Kevin. Right. Benny. He was on Lyric Street. Um, man, he's such a great songwriter. So I was writing with him and Tom Bakken all the time. Man, I just kept writing and writing and writing. And then, you know, I I met Phil Billy. You're right. And um, was writing with him. And uh, he said, Mikey, uh, Kevin Kevin actually wasn't doing a whole lot at that time. He said, man, I got a songwriting buddy you need to meet, Craig Morgan. I said, oh, yeah. So I met him. Right. You know, I was like, we hit it off. And then, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's coming up. Right. But- exactly right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. transition right into Craig Morgan. So uh, here you are. That- yeah. Right there. Yeah, that's how it happened. Well, okay, so so 2002, um, Craig is a songwriter, obviously, uh, yeah. and great songwriter. And by by the way, here's here's the thing. I don't think that most people uh, there's a lot of great singers. Craig's a great singer, obviously, um, a lot of hit records. But here's the thing that I like about Craig more than anything: um, his songwriting, man, is is uh, as an artist, um, he writes songs that I want to sing. You know, man. Yeah, and and he's a songwriter. Yeah, great Craig. songwriter, great songwriter, yeah. and I don't think he gets the credit sometimes for that. You know, <laughs> not a good, it's a good songwriter. <laughs> he sings out the corner of his mouth. I know. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> he yells at me for doing it because I'm trying to match him. <laughs> so, so you start writing with Craig, and then Craig yeah. gets his deal because he was singing his demos. And somebody said, hey, yeah. check this dude out. He's a really great singer, too, songwriter. Give him a deal. Yeah. So he gets a record deal. I, yeah. Then, I think when I met him, he was on Atlantic. 
and Atlantic closed. Right. Went to Broken Bow, and when when I started with him, Almost Home had just come out. Right. So now you're and out. I wrote that song with Carrie Kirk Phillips. Right. Yeah. So so Craig has Almost Home out. So you guys toured. You're his band leader, uh, songwriter. Uh, you know, you guys are writing and, and doing all that stuff. You're his band leader yeah. for about, what is it, eight years? Wasn't it about eight years the first time? God, years, about, almost nine years. Almost nine years. So so then you left Craig. You're like, Craig, I'm out. Yeah. Tired of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that. <laughs> I'm tired of it, Craig. I'm tired of it, Craig. You're dumb. I'm he tired of it. Break from I was too much. He yeah. needed a break from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then you move on, going back to what you loved bluegrass music yeah. and, and yes. you know what i mean and so and 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 this time i'm we're so i know we're skipping ahead and there's a, a bunch of stories and, and and a lot of things that we could talk about but we're going to skip yeah. ahead so now you're 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 out with doyle lawson and quicksilver yeah so if wow so if you're not familiar with bluegrass music go check out doyle he's been around for a hundred years and uh he's like 175 i think literally he's <laughs> like yoda <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Yoda. He is he Jedi Master of Bluegrass. Him and Ricky. So so you're out singing. You have come off yeah. the drums, you know. Yeah. Um and, and, and here's where uh if you guys want to check out some really cool stuff, uh go to YouTube um and, and look up um one of my honestly one of my favorites, man, when you guys did the the thing in the cave. Uh, that show oh. you guys did in the cave. Uh, what a blast! And yeah, and and it's this big bluegrass thing in a cave. Is it in? Is it in uh, Tennessee or is it in Kentucky? I don't. Yeah, it's in Tennessee. It's in Tennessee. It's like uh, Lynchburg, I think is where it's at. Okay, down Lynchburg, Tennessee area. Yeah, and so it's, it's Cumberland Caverns. Yeah, 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 Cumberland. That's right. So you go in and, and just Google it um, on you or look it up on YouTube and and listen to. Precious memories with Michael, oh, with Michael singing it. That's uh, it's like it's like a spiritual movement. Um, when when you listen to it, it's perfect. And this is a live. It's a live recording. These yeah. these guys, Corey and and you guys were just killing it, man. I mean that that right there to me, I thought it doesn't get. I mean, I, I don't know that it would get any better. I've heard, and, and I'm not discounting any. Uh, bluegrass artist. I've, I've I've got to see the Osmond Brothers and 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 a bunch, and of course Ricky Skaggs and yeah. and, and a bunch yes. of a bunch of bluegrass artists, Rhonda Vincent, and and I've seen a ton. Oh. I've seen a ton, yeah. but it didn't get any. It doesn't get any better, man. I don't know how. You know, it's kind of well, like it's kind of like rock and roll singers for me when I when I watch when I watch uh, Steve Perry back when he was doing his thing with Journey, um, standing on the stage just just killing it if i was gonna be, you know if i was gonna be a rock and roll singer and i looked at that and i was like oh well i'm just gonna go home because i don't do anything like <laughs> i can't be i can't do anything like you know what i mean so him, well, him and, I, and paul rogers man to me are the two you know paul rogers jeez i mean well, here's the thing tate with somebody like dole austin dole has such a um he's such a great teacher mm-hmm. so he really talked you know, he knows how he, he just, he knows music. Right. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, we have some talent, you know, the guys that he brings in, there's some talent there, but he, he molds everybody, man. 
It's really good. Well, he's, he's such. If you don't conform, it's <laughs> time out. <sir. laughs> time, time out. Time out. Son. You, better, you better leave. You better start I'll be back tomorrow. Have it. Oh, so so you're out with Doyle for a few. What was it? Two, three years. Was it three two, years? Three years. So you're out with Doyle. Three and a half. Yeah, four records. So you were with Doyle for three years. Uh, out with out with him with Quicksilver for three years. Then, uh, you know, you get a phone call from Phil Billy. He says, "Hey, this guy uh, just won the show. You know, yada yada yada." Um, and, and, and by the way, um, so for me meeting Phil Billy, obviously it was a huge honor for him to write. He was the first guy when I got to Nashville to write with me. Um, you know, here's a guy who has huge hits, um, and he's a very prolific songwriter. And, and, uh, he's like, man, I'll write with you. I don't care. You know? And to me that, that spoke volumes of the person that he is. I love Phil Billy, uh, from the time I met him, you know, uh, Hey old son. I'm like, wow, <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, you know, his overalls tucked in his boots and his in his old T-shirt that he looked like he'd been painting or something. I don't know what he's doing, but, but, um, you know, and he told me about you. So you get the phone call, uh, Mike. You know, hey, there's there's a guy that needs a drummer, blah blah blah, and and then you come out, you audition. I hire you immediately. Really, um, I just I, I think it might have been that night. I don't know if you got a call that night or maybe the next day they probably called and said, hey, look, you're in if you want it. It's your gig. So fast forward a few months, um, April, um, this was this was probably what in, in February. You probably got February or March maybe. Um, you get, We did the audition. April, we leave, uh, the bus leaves, right? So um, we have our two, our two, uh, <laughs> our two rehearsals before we yes. before we take off so um and then now you're out with me uh we do our our stint um then you go back uh you left because you're like look dude you're terrible i'm out i gotta go uh <laughs> no not at all <laughs> you know no. so so as the business works you go back to playing with craig morgan being his band leader again um and and all that so you're writing, but we, we've skipped a, we've skipped part of the writing thing that I want to talk about. So as you're writing, you and Tom, I believe Tom is on 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 Bonfire. So, so yes. you Tom and and um, who and and so Kevin Danny and Kevin. So you guys write this song, and and you're so excited. So I want you to tell me, tell them, not me. I know the story, but you tell the story of how the whole Bonfire thing happened. Okay. Here's how it happened. So I wrote the song with Tom Bakken, Kevin Denny. I'm on the way home, I think it is, and I call Rachel, and I said, honey, I wrote a song called Barn Fire. Barn Fire. So, and I'll make this real quick because there's actually two parts of this story. She said, no, honey, it's called Bonfire. I said, listen, I wrote the song. It's called Barn Fire, B-A-R-N, Fire, because I thought for some reason, okay, when you write with Tom Bakken, you can't understand a word he says, <laughs> nothing. He's so daggone country. <clears throat> so, okay, so that's how that went down. And I said, no, you're right. It is Bonfire. Tom Bakken calls Jimmy Fortune. He says, Jimmy, I wrote a song with Mikey today called Bonfire. <laughs> Bonsai, Jimmy says. Bonfire. 
fire. He said, Bonsai. Jimmy got, Jim, he kept saying yes to Jimmy. Yes, Bonsai. No, Tom. And he got mad at him. I believe he hung a phone up on him. <laughs> so anyway, but no, that's how that song went down. So Craig comes in. Craig's like, yeah, I love it. Let's cut it. Cut it. Big hit for you guys, right? Um, and yes. big hit, and, and and you know, help Craig at that time. Um, you know, he had he had a hit right before that, and then he yep. comes out. Bonfire comes out, bang, another big hit. We were out on tour with. Uh, were you guys out with uh, Carrie at that time when Bonfire came out? Yeah. So you're out with Carrie, Carrie Underwood. Was. So you guys are out on tour with Carrie. You're doing your thing. Craig's Craig's doing really well. And then, uh, so fast forward again. You played with me. Went back to Craig now. Now you're writing more uh, and. and uh, and I know I could talk. We could talk for two hours about all the stuff that you do, uh, all the producing and writing, and, and all the songs you've written and, and that have, people have recorded, um, including yeah. myself. Uh, you know, and, and, and all that. So, um, so now as you you've moved through uh, your your music uh, your musical journey so far, you're writing, you're producing people, um, and, and and all that, and then you you kind of have us this thing. Uh, we've talked about it a hundred times about, man, this is, I, I love playing music. I love playing music, but I also yeah. want to be on the other side of it. I want to, I want to write songs and I want to produce and I want to stay at home. And that's what I want to do. Right. Go out yeah. and play when I want to play. I get it. Right. So that's where we are today. We're, we're at this point today. We're, we've caught up still out with Craig when he's playing, you're still doing the Craig Morgan thing. Um, but then you have an opportunity. Obviously, you know a ton of people in Nashville. People respect you uh, because of your your singing, songwriting, and playing. Uh, you've, you you know, uh, you know. To me, like I said, and I, I I scream it from a mountaintop every time I'm around somebody. You're probably one of the most talented people I know, and and well, in every aspect. And I I mean that. You know, I love you and all that. But you know, all all well, shucks all, all shucks aside, it's true. So, um, <clears throat> we're we're in today. You know, so it's. 2021 and and mike rogers you know you guys you and some of your friends jimmy fortune bradley walker and ben isaacs i mean you know i don't know that's that's pretty cool group of dudes so you guys have a new thing out you guys you come out with it well kind of towards the end of last year into 2020 yeah well it came out in september yeah so september so september 2020 you have this thing this brotherly love um uh project uh, on the Gaither Music Group um, label, um, and, and it goes to uh, Cracker Barrel and, and all the other places that they they serve, uh, and and it's doing really well. You know, it flies yeah. off the shelf at Cracker Barrel. It's doing great. So you call me. You're like, hey, I got this thing. Go check it out. Here's the thing. So we were actually in I'm in South Carolina with my wife, seeing her dad. Um, and I go into Cracker Barrel and I pull up, I buy the CD, I buy the Burley and I sent Michael a, a picture of me with the CD. So as we're driving back towards Tennessee, I'm saying, you know, of course, so there's so many great songs, uh, you know, country tunes, uh, even some, some classic rock songs, you know, uh, oh, yeah. and, and, and gospel obviously, uh, on, on there. So, but everything's awesome. The harmonies are great and, and, and it's, it's amazing what you guys have done. And so I remember, uh, old brother, uh, the, uh, man of constant sorrow, 
Um, yes. I'm singing it in the car, and I think Ashley videoed me, and and I said I'm I'm the fifth brother in brotherly love. <laughs> so that's right. You. Yeah, yeah. So, um, man, let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about brotherly love and and kind of uh, you know how 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 did that come about, and 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 you know what's going on right now. Where are we at? Well, Ben Isaacs had the idea, man. It's it's all his his brainstorm. You know, Ben is such an incredible producer and musician and singer himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, him and I were playing downtown a good bit. So he talked with some folks over there, the the Gaither, the people over there, and said, What if me and Mikey, Jimmy, and Bradley Walker got together? So we did. We got together in Ben's living room and we sang some songs and we recorded them on our phone that day just to hear the blend to see what it would sound like. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Right. It was, it was what Ben, what he pictured and what he heard in his heart. And, um, so we went in the studio, we cut the record. Um, they liked it enough that they did a full DVD live concert right before the pandemic. Right. I'm talking a week before we shut down. So God has a plan. Timing's everything. Absolutely. And man, ever since when that, when it come out, um, there, there'd be little things on YouTube here and there, you know, peak of a song, or they would re- release a song here or there of the concert. Mm-hmm. Then the CD came out with the DVD and man, it has just been such a blessing that, that, it's it's amazing, wow. Well, listen, listening to it, I like I said, there's so many great songs on there, um, but one of my favorites uh, on there is is uh, Lighthouse. That's probably oh. that's I mean, and, and and you know that's a great song anyway. Um, but but what you guys, man, what you guys did to that song and 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 uh, the way it just it, it's amazing. It just feels. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those songs that just feel good anyway. It's a great it's a great message yeah. song, obviously, uh, and and but it's oh man, it, it was it was so it's so good on that on that album that uh, every time when I'm in the car, I'm like, well, you know, singing along. Well, thank you. And uh, so anyway, man, look, uh, you know uh, that as as my producer um, and uh, songwriter and uh musician guy that you know Mm. basically i just i call you and say hey listen i just need this to happen and you're like sure um you know uh i need to be on the next uh brotherly love uh project somewhere i mean i can play (laughs) cymbals or i mean tambourine i'm i'm what i mean i can't even get a tambourine spot i mean (laughs) a shaker can i do something you got it. All She's right, hard. buddy. Listen, listen. You know I love you, and um, love you too, buddy. You know uh, we'll we'll. Uh, I, I got to come down, and and we got to get some work done anyway. But um, we'll see you soon, and I appreciate you, everybody. Michael Rogers. Love you, Tate. Love you, man. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Bye, buddy. Need, a, need another cup? Yeah, your, apparently. If your daddy soda. <laughs> apparently. All right, guys, thanks for listening to episode number two with my buddy Mikey Rogers. Episode number three is going to feature 
legendary Country Music Hall of Fame member, Mr. Jimmy Fortune of the Statler Brothers. Excited about it. I'm very excited about it. So uh, remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tate Stevens, C-T-R-Y on Instagram and Twitter. And Tate Stevens' official fan page on Facebook for the latest information about our Sweet Life podcast. Also, don't forget to leave a review. Hit the subscribe button and leave us a review, five-star review. And we'll read those reviews on the next podcast. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Enjoyed it. Come back. See you soon. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.